0: The expansion draft has always been polarizing. Actually, when I don't even mean say polarizing. Everybody hates it. Everybody, everybody hates, hates it. Everybody hates the expansion draft. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to red stars report uh we're starting a podcast here at red stars report uh i'm lt i'm your host and i'm grant and i'm the co-host co-host Woo. uh grant and i met what is that 2022 uh invited me onto their podcast yep why did you why did you invite me on your podcast
1: because you're doing some great work covering everyone's favorite NWSL team, the Chicago Red Stars. And uh,
0: so I started Red Stars report February of 2022. In 2021, uh, when I was watching the season unfold, there was a lot of, uh, there wasn't, it didn't seem like there was a big, uh, like a centralized location where, you know, info or discussions were happening, uh, happening on the Chicago Red Stars. So I decided to start Red Stars Report to kind of build a community that could all come together and talk about the team that we love. And I thought now would be a good time uh, to partner up with, with Grant to bring a podcast into that space as well so we could have more discussions uh, together on this on this club and and also just give everyone, you know, the latest info and actually, like, you know, see... Some personalities behind um, a community of of people who love this club. So, uh, how did you get into uh, the Red, uh, The Red Stars, Grant.
1: I think I started watching in 2018 or 2019. I think I uh, whenever they were on ESPN News. I think that very long time ago for such a throwback. Um, I was also just. I loved how many local talent was on the, the red stars uh, specifically Zoe Gorowski, who went to my high school. Um, Just like the amount of local talent that they brought to the club and uh, you know how well they were doing. And, you know, Sam Kerr, who is my favorite soccer player. I'm also a Chelsea fan. Um, just want to put it out there right now. <laughs> Up the Chels. Anyway. Um, the Red Stars, I, they're just, they were just so fun to watch um, in 2018, 2019, and I just kind of became a fan ever since. I am local, too, so Chicago sports is my thing, obviously, from my background, Um, for those that are watching on YouTube, but just community and um, being able to brag about women's sports in Chicago is very important to me. Uh, I am a Chicago Sky fan too. Been going to games since second grade. Skytown, um, yeah, Skytown got the mini championship banner back there too. Um, yeah, I just what's not to love? Um, well, I guess if you go back to all the the crap that happened um, last year and a few years ago, oh. and then Arnhem. but um, I care about the players. I care about the community. And, um, that's why I'm still invested because I, I just care too much.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, um, I had been watching women's soccer for a while. I started watching the women's national team, uh, in the Olympics back in like 08, I think it was, uh, which was not a good Olympics. And <laughs> I wouldn't remember. I was in kindergarten. Um, in 08. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh i would watch them i didn't watch you know friendlies or anything like that uh, i just kind of caught them in major tournaments and i really enjoyed the the club or the team and then in 2019 during that world cup run i was just watching uh a Air play i just hear one of the announcers say you know goalkeeper for the chicago red stars and i grew up I was born in Illinois I grew up loving all things Chicago sports and for some reason I had just never heard of the Chicago Red Stars before and I immediately after the Olympic or after the World Cup I just sought out where I could find to watch that club and uh, I watched my first uh, few matches and watched a Airplay, play watched Sam Kerr play Fell in love with those players and uh, especially Sam's partnership with Yuki Nagasato, who's still with the club, um, currently a free agent. And just watching the matches, I I not only fell in love with the club, but I just fell in love with the sport. Like I was never a huge soccer fan, but watching the Chicago Red Stars play made me like live and breathe soccer nowadays. And fast forward a couple years, um watching them in 2021 in the championship and then everything that followed that off season, there was a lot of break in the community, a lot of people um not supporting the club anymore or at least supporting from a distance. And that's kind of when I started getting involved in in the community, and it was it wasn't easy to to be in a community that um, was a fan of a, a club with a lot of turmoil. And I just wanted to build a space where people could come together, um, and continue to to support that club. And I love the players and I want them to, you know, be the best. I always am supporting them in, in their international play as well. Watching all their international games. And after I started the discord, um, and really started to bring a lot of, uh, people in the community together. It just made me love the club even more because not only were the players great, but the people who also loved the players were great. And I was so lucky to just find so many people that care so deeply about the sport and care so deeply about the Chicago Red Stars. And it's just exciting to continue to, um, to bring more and more to this community as, as we go along.
1: Yeah, the community is just also another big part of why I still am a Red Stars fan. Um oh gosh, I can remember like you know when the report came out and you know, reading all that stuff online and you know, I was one of those uh accounts, or at least I did it from my personal and then my podcast account, which if anyone isn't aware, I, I used to host a podcast called Women's Sports Matter and I was very vocal on that account because it had a decent following about, you know, about Arnhem and uh, everything that was happening in Portland and Louisville and, and all that. Um, but seeing real time reaction of people that care about the league and then seeing steps taken by the people in the community is just so awesome to see. Um, the yourself, fans in general are just pretty awesome. Uh, the way that people band together in, in times of, um chaos is the word I'll use is pretty special so.
0: chaos is is a word used very often in the U.S.L. Yeah. So whether it's you know good chaos or bad chaos it's, after dark <laughs> yeah, end of U.S.L. after dark very chaotic um, <laughs> yeah um the the reason that uh I wanted to kind of start this podcast with grant uh was because it was just uh time you know to like red stars report was always a uh social media based thing just to kind of get my expressions out about the club and connect with people and uh and then the discord further connected me with with people and everyone really seems to enjoy the content uh, that I've brought for the last uh, couple of years. And Grant was, you know, nice enough to, to reach out to me and, and say, Hey, I'm, I'm looking for my next venture. And I was thinking about doing a a red stars podcast. Uh, Would you be interested? And I was like, I've asked, that's something I've always wanted to do. And I was just kind of looking for a co-host and, and there was Grant. So I hope that, People can kind of come with us on this uh, on this journey to
1: to bring more content to this community. It was so funny that you bring that up about like the messaging and all that, because I looked last night. Yeah. I I looked at the message and, and when I sent it. <laughs> so the last episode that I posted for my show was on August fifteenth. Okay. Do you remember when I reached out to you by chance? The, the day? The no. date. I don't know the date. 15 days after I posted my last episode. That was it. Two weeks and you're already on
0: to your <laughs> next thing.
1: But I was like, I was thinking about it last night. I was like, there's no way that I was so quick about it. And then I was. That's so absurd to me that I would do that. But I what? need to be doing something constantly. So it makes sense.
0: Was it something that you were thinking about doing even before you ended your, yeah. your uh women's sports matter
1: i think it was just like such a broad concept of a show where i need to be i felt like i was doing too many nwsl related content and i was like oh i need to like step back from that but then when i tried to do that i was like you know what this doesn't really fit what i want to do i feel like i should just do something soccer related instead because i am a soccer fanatic i mean that is that is my life now i tell people all the time Like baseball, really not my thing anymore. Basketball, the space I currently work in, really not my thing anymore. Soccer is like eat, breathe, sleep, soccer. So this just makes so much sense for me to do this because it's what I love. And I I do miss my show. Yeah. You know, it was a great show. It had a great run, three years, like 100 plus episodes. Never even celebrated my 100th. Oh. I I never did that because I didn't know how many episodes I've done in total. But it's a lot. Yeah. So I'll celebrate 100 on here.
0: So it's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> but it was just uh, time to hyper-focus is kind of what you're yeah.
1: saying.
0: Focus and I mean, I and...
1: just moved back home too at that yeah. point. I was home for like probably a week and a half. And I was like, okay, I need to end my show because my life is like chaos right now. After like transferring from Nebraska and then getting into Lewis and yeah, dealing with all of that, finishing King County, like yeah, just need a pause. But I'm good now. Sweet,
0: I'm I'm happy you're good. <laughs> here you are, here we are. So I thought maybe we could uh, just kind of recap a little bit about what's been going on in the off season for the Red Stars. I'm sure a lot of people are aware, but we'll just give, um, a little bit of a a space where we can kind of bring it all together. Uh, we can start with the, uh, roster moves that the club has made during this off season. The first thing they did was, uh, exercise the option on Alyssa Nair, goalkeeper for many years for the Chicago red stars. We all love her. Um, Exercised the one-year option, so she'll be playing in 2024. Futures kind of, you know, uncertain after that. But we have um a pretty big contract was given to uh, Mackenzie Wood, who currently plays overseas. Uh, but she, it, the club, really seems to be very, uh, very focused on on her and her development. And so who knows kind of what will happen, but I'm very happy that Nair's back for another year. And then uh, Carrie Ricaro re-signed it, and that was the first free agent re-signing that the club had done. She signed uh, a two-year deal to continue with the club. And then Taylor Malum uh, re-signed for one year plus an option defender. Uh, didn't see a whole lot of minutes this year, but uh, when she was out there, she was kind of, um, important to 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 fill those gaps that were left by some uh, injured defenders or some defenders that were off uh, on international duty. And then uh, Jill Aguilera, her option was exercised uh, for 2024 as well. So that's all the signings that the club has done in the offseason. As we said at the top of the show, Monday is very important seems like there's a lot of things that are gonna happen with free agency. So we'll kind of see what happens in that space, but the current free agents for the Chicago Red Stars are Casey Krueger, Yuki Nagasato, Mallory Swanson, Tierna Davidson, Bianca St. George, Emily Boyd, Kayla Sharples, and Ella Stevens is a restricted free agent, which means that any offer that is uh, given to her from another club the red stars can match it so a lot of free agents not quite sure what will be what will happen but uh, out of that list grant what do you you think uh are the most let's just say the two most important
1: signings maybe three you have to re-sign Mel swanson yeah you have to like why would dansby swanson go to the chicago cubs Sign a contract that has a no trade clause for seven for her to leave. Makes no sense. Uh next, I'd say Tierna Davidson. I really do not want her to go to Bay F C. Like I have a Davidson jersey hanging up by the way. It's not visible today. Next time it will be. Um just and then you said a third we get a third?
0: Yeah, to pick a third.
1: Kruger. I like yeah yeah you have to it's just these people are an integral part of the 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 Chicago Red Stars and if all of them leave or like one of them leave I feel like you know bad things can happen unless we sign somebody as equally good or maybe better than them which I don't see happening
0: <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you so, looked at uh the rest of the free agency lists but I don't know if there's any center backs that I would pick over Tiana Davidson. Exactly. Yeah, there's there were rumors that she could go to the bay. I hope they're not true. Um Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh those would be my three as well. Definitely.
1: If um, anyone says otherwise, I feel like you're lying.
0: Yeah. There's a uh kayla sharples is also very important if they don't sign Tiana davidson yeah back to back to them because she's been an inter integral part to playing back like back up to them and you kind of almost it's like yeah there's a difference but it's hard to find the differences when She's out there and instead of either, you know, Casey or or yeah. Tiana or, or Aaron. It's um she's she's very she's a really good player. And I think it would be a loss uh for the Red Stars to 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 lose her as well. Um Bianca St. George, a fan favorite, you know, people love her. And I think the role that she played on the right wing in 2023 was incredibly important for the attack of the club in that season, but that was without Swanson. And I think when Mal comes back, if she comes back, she should, but <laughs> if she comes back and plays on that left side, most likely you're gonna see Penelope Hawking on the right side. And it's kind of like what like everyone who's been kind of filling those spaces in the forward line while Mal has been gone. Like what do you do with those with those players now? Or like how what is a player gonna feel like you know, getting benched after starting you know every match for the entire year? And then Yuki, also a fan favorite. Probably nearing the end uh, of her career, the club didn't exercise her option, but stated that uh, they're in negotiations with her to bring her back. So, so that's that's good news that we know they're at least talking to one one player trying to trying to. Bring I don't see back. her
1: leaving though.
0: No, I don't see her leaving either. It's uh, it really seems to be either you know Chicago or or retire. I, there's no way she yeah. just got married. There's no way that she's gonna you know, pick up everything and leave, you know, this late in her career. And then uh, the last one on the unrestricted free agents is uh, Emily Boyd, who filled in for Alyssa Nair during the World Cup, played very well. Um, She's kind of hit or miss. She's had a lot of injuries in her uh, career, but has always been a pretty solid backup uh, to Alyssa in her time in Chicago. And it just it seems like with the heavy investment that the club has made towards Wood and even sending her overseas to get even further development, uh where she can actually get some time playing instead of sitting behind Alyssa. um I'm not quite sure what they're kind of gonna do in the in the goalkeeper arena
1: uh with Boyd. I don't think she's gonna come back.
0: I don't I don't think she will either. Um and I don't because she's such a big presence in the locker room and yeah and in the fan base. I don't know how people are going to feel about her not coming back. That'll be that'll be really um interesting to
1: see. I would be surprised if she came back. Like is shocked.
0: It, is it just because the lack of time that she gets?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like maybe gotham or like bay fc should sign her but i i feel like she's not gonna get the playing time that she wants or maybe if in her mind deserves So, but
0: even if she does go to a place like um gotham abby smith's gonna come back and yeah probably be their starter so i don't think i don't know where their goalkeeper the goalkeeper space is just so small in the nwsl and there's people who are backups for years who finally kind of get a chance to shine and 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 they do it's uh, kind of
1: like portland with bixby and then smith
0: yep yeah yeah or um Tullis, joyce over at, in uh when she played for the rain before she got out of there <laughs> um and then the last and only restricted free agent is Ella Stevens. I felt like every time they've utilized her in the um, forward line, it's been successful, but definitely I don't think you know her potential lies there. She's an attacking mid. She has always kind of thrived in that role, sitting just behind um the front line yeah and if i she's going to come back I, I i highly doubt that spoiler alert she won't, that she won't be back she was just there was just videos of uh or pictures of her uh training with other red stars still here uh with the club so it's not and her, you know, her relationship is also tying her to this space. And Tatum is also, you know, signed and and isn't leaving. So I highly doubt that she doesn't sign back with the club. And I think if a new head coach comes in and sees her potential as an attacking midfielder, she could be very well utilized in in that area. I would hate to see her not be at her full potential when she's out on the field with the club. And it it was kind of like, even though she kind of continues to thrive when she is out there, there's just some games with the way that she's utilized. Um, she just kind of falls, you know, in the back of the mind and doesn't make a huge impact. So hopefully, Things can change if, uh, if and when she signs back with the club. Maybe it's tomorrow. Maybe it's maybe it's tomorrow. Hopefully, it, it's tomorrow. It could be tomorrow. I don't know. Uh, that's another thing that we could talk about because currently, there's no publicly announced uh, GM or head coach for the Chicago Red Stars. Kind of thought we're never was, gonna get one. Thought it was gonna happen. Before the expansion draft
1: didn't happen.
0: There's, I've I have nothing. On, I have nothing on this. I don't know how. You're gonna continue to go through an off season, especially with so many players to either re-sign in free agency or even just within the free agency market or the overseas market to bring players into. Grow a club that finished bottom of the table last season. New ownership comes in. Laura Ricketts, other investors as part of the new ownership group. A new president comes in, Karen Lietzo, Karen Lietzow. And we have no GM. We have no head coach. Go through an expansion draft without either of those roles. The college draft is on January 12th if those roles still aren't filled, it'll feel very much like last season when um, Chris Petrucelli wasn't even the head coach yet. Um, I think our GM at the time was an interim GM until they were made full GM. And it just seems, not that they dra- uh, that they drafted poorly, I think, Kenelli B. Hawking and Ali Schlegel have been like top-tier yeah. draft picks. Um, sad that injuries kind of uh plagued them in in their first season uh with the club. But they'll, you know, they'll continue to to get playing time. They're they're very good players. So if we go through another situation of not having a GM and not having a head coach for a college draft i think that's just ridiculous so hopefully during this free agency period as free agents start to sign other places or back with the club like that is you know signs of life but hopefully they'll also announce a gm and a head coach because those those are incredibly important to have during not just during the season but during the offseason so
1: we'll see what happens is that on your Christmas
0: list? Well, I would say it's on my Christmas list, but Christmas is you know, just this less wasn't eight days away when we're recording this. So
1: the Red Stars are not gonna gift us a GM. I, I would and like Head them, coach before I would Christmas. Like them before Christmas. So it's not a <laughs> Christmas
0: gift. It's a it's it should be like a Monday morning gift. <laughs> it's Tuesday morning. I don't know. I just you know, whenever that comes is it's gonna be Good. I don't know exactly who it would be. Yeah, same. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I know who I want the head coach to be. Well, who do you want? But, um, Moscato. <laughs> yeah, used to coach. Manifest
1: it.
0: T- uh, T. Grace. So, I and she used to play for the Chicago Red Stars with Ella Masser. So,
1: that's you know that's a, that's something that I'd I'd like to see a lot. I have no opinions on the head coach until the name is released. (laughs) And it could be someone that we don't really know, you know? Like Like, Chris Petroselli, Like Chris Petroselli,
0: who I thought was supposed... Like, the club was in such um, turmoil at that time. And it was obviously important to find a head coach who could you know, bring the best out of players in or on the pitch, but also to be a player's coach. Like, they, it needed to be someone that the players could trust, that the players felt comfortable around. But from the day that he... From the day that they announced that he was going to be the head coach, I always felt that he was going to be a transitional coach. Yeah. A, A coach that could come in and create an environment where players felt safe and they felt protected and they weren't being abused by their head coach. And then after a couple of years, you say, you know, thanks for all the work you've done. New ownership comes in new head coach comes in who can actually provide, you know, both a top quality on-field product, but also continues to um, maintain that safe uh, environment that the club should be under new ownership. And so it wasn't a surprise that, he was gone uh, after two years. He did an incredible job his first year with the resources that he had and the players that he had. And then the second year, it just fell way too short. Like, you made the playoffs your first year, bottom of the table the next year, even though, like, I know I don't like to put mal as like you know the number this is the reason that the team wins yeah. that kind of thing but you also got tierna davidson back you also got casey Kruger back nair seemed to be in like the best well like one of the best you know shapes that she's been in uh in her career after re after her rehab and it just it felt like There was going to be better results, maybe not playoff results, but it because of the forward line being, you know, very important uh, and Mal kind of being the centerpiece of that. But it just felt like the club on paper shouldn't have been dead last. And they were, yeah. and you're not going to continue as as head coach
1: after that. I mean, that Kansas City game at the end of the year was that was crazy. Yeah, that was <laughs> brutal. It was brutal. Um, there was
0: several. Uh, every matches. game, just there kidding. Was not every game. Some games, you like gave you so much hope for for the club, and yeah. And then, you know, the next game they'd then lose like five, five, nothing. And you'd be like, what, (laughs) How, how did that? I don't know. It, it was a frustrating year, but there was still so much to be excited about moving forward. Then you go into an off season where there's a bunch of free agents and there's an expansion draft and it just goes up and down and up and down and It was exciting to have new ownership uh, come in and feel Like, it felt like Laura Ricketts made an immediate impact on the players. Uh, It seems that she may have a big impact on free agency as well. The amount of money that is being invested in this club now is incredibly important to not only the club itself, but the league itself. And, uh, then comes Friday where the expansion draft happens (laughs) and the list of protected players was not the biggest shock to me. Yeah. There was obvious there was players on the unprotected list that I had hoped would be protected, but I didn't expect them to be protected. And then it was all worthless. And (laughs) our stress was meaningless (laughs) because there was no, there were no Chicago red stars selected in the expansion draft. We survived. We survived. And for some reason, almost kind of became like the butt of every joke in Mm -hmm. the nwsl community almost like two new clubs come in and nobody wants your players but i think a few of those players that were left unprotected like i will sit here and say that you know they were overlooked, but I'm glad they were overlooked because yeah. I would rather have them still with this club. And uh, the expansion draft has always been polarizing. Actually,
1: when you I mean, say polarizing. Everybody hates it. Everybody, everybody hates, hates it.
0: Everybody hates the expansion
1: draft. Like today, for example, this is not Red Stars related at all, but the trade between uh, San Diego and Houston at, is a Utah or in the Bay? Mm Bay FC, yeah, Yeah. ridiculous. You could have handled this outside of the expansion draft, but yet you decided to cause chaos, absolute chaos, and have all of this stuff unfold within a week. Like, first of all, I don't know if Angie like knew all of this was gonna happen. I don't know how any of that stuff works, but I just, I just feel bad for you know people that have to be involved in this kind of trade when it should have happened whenever the deadline was. The Everything Bay, should have been handled.
0: The Bay and San Diego were probably negotiating protection and it for some reason didn't work out. And we were talking in the discord with some people <clears throat> earlier uh, today, Sunday, about how like it almost felt like a hostage situation It definitely was. Where it's like, we're gonna take your player, your local kid. Yeah. Who's from from the area? Uh now give us something in return. Give us money. And we'll give you we'll give you we'll give her to another club. Yeah. And then you're gonna have to figure out with them what you want to get her in return. It it's so stupid. It's like, I don't understand how people can trade. Like, I don't know how you can just deal with uh, someone's emotions like that. Someone's, lo- like, life like that. Yeah. Uh, Sean Nehas, the um, head coach for the uh, North Carolina Courage, uh, said in a tweet, I think it was on Saturday. Or maybe it was, I think it was Friday,
1: during the draft.
0: Friday night. He said we need to be protecting the league, not protecting nine players per team, which I think is very, like, that's a very good statement. Like, you need to be thinking about and protecting the lives and the emotions of the entire league and not putting all these players through kind of what I would imagine is, like, hell, just you see your name on the unprotected list. Like, what are you thinking? Like, what, what goes through your mind as a player? It's just, it, I it's unimaginable to think I'm sitting on this list and there's a potential that some club that I don't want to go to is just going to say my name and then I got to move there.
1: Yeah, like imagine you're just chilling on your couch, you're hanging out with friends and all of a sudden you get a phone call. Hey, you have to move to Utah. Are you kidding me? I literally would freak out. You're telling me I have to move to Utah? No way. Not a chance. Which
0: is why there's been players during these expansion drafts that have either essentially retired or Mm -hmm. had gone overseas to avoid playing with the club that selects them. And I know that there's been, you know, uh, some some quotes out there from from people at the Bay that they
1: they called the players. Yeah, they said beforehand. like
0: we made sure that these players wanted to play for us and everything. But it's like if you did that with Angie, then like hopefully your phone call was your team will get you back later, and not hey we're gonna hold you hostage and trade you somewhere yeah. else and then they're gonna trade you back to San Diego like. I can't imagine that. It's it's just awful and the whole thing just needs to be abolished and we need to figure out something else that they can do with expansion clubs to to not put players through this just terrible situation that should just never happen ever.
1: And also how are you going to recruit people outside of the US to come and play for you if you know there's a possibility that you're going to be left unprotected and have to move to somewhere You don't want to be at yeah
0: because a lot of international players are recruited by either players in the league or other international players to come play in the league and if I'm a player on a club and I'm good friends with or have gotten to know through like a World Cup or something a player who plays internationally I'm like hey you should come to the NWSL and play for our club. It would be great. And then they have their negotiations. They come play for the club. Club leaves them unprotected the next year. They go to some other team. And then they'll just leave the league, which is pointless for expansion clubs to do that. And you see that in some cases where clubs will leave players unprotected and almost essentially tell expansion clubs, like, I dare you. Like, I dare you to pick like Louisville these people yeah they're they're like I dare you to pick this person they're not going to come play for you so how many how many was it
1: four five that didn't go
0: I think it was I think I can't remember the the number but like high profile players clearly we're not going to play for your club yeah and and you pick them anyway like I don't know I don't know what any of these expansion clubs are ever thinking um I don't know what it's like to be in that room. Uh, I don't know what it's like to make those phone calls, but it's just all around is just seems like an unpleasant experience that shouldn't exist in this league. And I know it exists in in a lot of major sports, not outside the United States, but within the United States. You know, the end up the NHL just had an expansion
1: draft the MLS. a couple,
0: couple years ago. The MLS does it. It, it it's just not good for the sports not good for the league and something just kind of needs to change
1: it's not business as usual it's not that's not how it should be no but it's just well yeah
0: the nwsl is chaos every year anyway every day anyway so maybe it is business as usual but it shouldn't be
1: <laughs> the new the new slogan for the nwsl <laughs> chaos Business as usual, but maybe it shouldn't
0: be. Yeah. I don't yeah. It's I don't know what to I don't know what to to think about it, but I'm glad that the Red Stars made away with keeping all of their players. They didn't have to trade an absurd amount of allocation money or draft picks to gain protection yeah i hope that whoever is currently running things for the club just went yeah we're not doing that we're not giving up that much uh for protection and then for the clubs not to even pick any red stars is it's fine by me i don't care what other people say it's fine by me i wanted those players to stay and and they're staying so yeah. i mean something could happen there could be trades that could happen you know within the next week that could could change that word which were kind of you know maybe backdoor deals um all along it just draft day is important too it's, yeah Off season is always such a it's such a hard time uh, yeah. in any sport but in the nwsl it's all it it's also hard especially as Red stars fans over the last few years, the off season has always kind of been, um, brutal to, to the club when free agency started losing so many players, especially kind of like gutting the entire midfield the year before trading all those players away for protection, but for obvious reasons, um, still hurt, but
1: it was expected. Yeah. I just hope that we don't have a, a moment like last year's draft um, where, you know, Lynn Williams went over to to Gotham. Like, a trade that will absolutely shock you yeah. and every other fan. I was sitting on my couch watching that the draft, and when that happened, I was like...
0: like yeah, my jaw was on I, the floor for sure.
1: Yeah, I was like, I could not believe, could not believe what I just witnessed. At least she's thriving in Gotham because yeah.
0: <laughs> she's such a good player that I mean, obviously she was worth it, you know, worth yeah, worth that draft pick. And and it's not like um, you know, it's not like she's not enjoying and 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 thriving where she is now. But listening to her talk about getting that phone call while she was at camp too
1: yeah like, that's right
0: like that's just awful um i yeah i could it's not it's not pleasant but like i said like we said the the league is just kind of chaos um and i think people i think people very much hyper focus on this league um and the players more so than uh other leagues it never seems in other sports when kind of play, when players get traded or there's like those kind of shock moments, it usually always seems to to be surrounded by um by like excitement and uh like happy surprise kind of thing. Whereas in this league, it always just seems to like sink your heart, you know, uh when when big trades and stuff happened like i'm sure when gotham heard that lynn williams was like gotham fans heard heard that lynn williams was coming to them they were
1: you could hear the audible the audible shock oh yeah
0: during draft night you could hear the gasps
1: yeah cloud nine (laughs) Uh, uh,
0: like wild like wild wild situation Uh, definitely not something that anybody saw coming
1: yeah
0: um but i'm i'm happy that she's happy now and you know that that's not like that's not an excuse for what happened like oh look she's happy now but but it's it's good
1: that it all worked out in the end for her i just hope whoever like signs with us from another team which i i don't know why but i feel like i know that we just got the new ownership and everything but why would anyone want to come to a bottom table team hopefully it's because they love chicago well, they love Bridgeview. <laughs> they love Bridgeview so much. And Red Stars fans, you know, local 134 and all the other groups out there that come and support the team. Um, I hope they really care about the city and, and wanting to to change the club. So I'm excited to see who comes and in, in from other teams and maybe if we get international players somehow. Yeah. But yeah.
0: I think um a a player like Carrie Ricaro um stating last season that she was like i saw a need in chicago's midfield i want to play for chicago and then signed with chicago it that speaks volumes for hopefully other players to kind of feel that way but also for her to then in free agency sign another two-year contract with the club to stay here, Um, I think that is even more important because of the change that happens with new ownership, new president, you know, eventually a new GM, new head coach. For a player to want to come to your club knowing exactly who that club is based on, the information that's out there and the players that I'm sure she had talked to during that off season to, to, for angel city to say like, yeah, we'll trade you there because you want to be there. It's very important. And it's something I've always also really res- respected about the, the league on the opposite end of the spectrum. Like there's teams that will do these crazy deals that kind of shock everyone and, and are kind of harmful to players, but then there's other clubs that will always make accommodations for players to be exactly where they want to be. They're like, I want to be on this team. I want to play with these players. And I know that clubs will always try to make that happen, or some clubs will try to make that happen, and we've seen it a lot. We saw it, especially with Chicago, after everything that kind of happened in the the 2021 off-season trading players um to where they wanted to be to uh to get them out of out of uh the situation that was happening in chicago um instead of just you know keeping them hostage and holding them and saying you can't leave even though you hate it here <laughs> yeah so i think it's you know there's there's steps uh, to be made and uh hopefully everything that's kind of surrounding the club now hopefully a better environment is created more players want to play here um i think Alyssa Nair also signing or or agreeing uh to her uh option for another year is also very important because she very easily could have just said no became a free agent and you know went off to to do something else but she's the captain of the club and and for her to sit there and say like I will I'm going to play here and I love it here and and hopefully more players feel that way
1: excited and nervous that's that's
0: sports isn't it yeah excited and nervous <laughs> and it's like some you never know no one who's around you will ever know uh exactly what your emotions are while watching sports the other day I was at work watching the expansion draft and I'm just like, my hands are just like buried in my, in my head, like staring at my phone and coworker next to me. is just like, are you okay? <laughs> I'm like, no, <laughs> no, I'm not okay. And it's really hard to explain to you why I'm not, yeah. why I'm not okay. And then I was suddenly, you know, in a better mood when uh, Utah and, and the Bay passed uh, and started going to their uh exclusive picks i guess and Mm uh it kind of got this feeling that you know chicago wasn't gonna gonna be selected and suddenly i was a little happier and the co-worker's like are you happy now like what is happening to you (laughs) i'm like it's very hard to explain i can't i can't explain the roller coaster that is the nwsl and and the emotions of sports so
1: yeah no but honestly like i feel like soccer in particular, is just like, it's very emotional, you know, <laughs> roller coaster. But yeah. um, it's worth it in the end. At least I keep reminding myself that yeah, it's
0: it, it it's worth it. The this league is so amazing, so full of of high quality talent, and and anybody will will say it. It's it's a league where you're every single match, you have no idea what's gonna happen. The number one team versus the bottom of the table team you can't go into there and be like oh the number one team's going to smoke them because any it, anything could happen in this league and anybody could finish at the top and anybody could finish at the bottom it's it's oh it's it's been that way for for several years and it's an exciting time to be a fan with the growth of not just the nwsl but just women's sports in general um and I'm really excited to be a part of that space, um, and continue to to provide um, a space for people to come together in that community and continue to share their love for for soccer and and share their love for the Chicago Red Stars. Our Discord doesn't just talk about the Chicago Red Stars. We have NWSL discussions. We have international league discussions international competition discussions um with we have women, US women's national team discussions there's there's a a page for women's basketball there's a page for men's soccer which i <laughs> which i made <laughs> reluctantly but I've, people in the community wanted to wanted to talk about it so so i added a page for that it's a great space there's a lot of people there and uh, you don't have to be a fan of the Chicago Red Stars to 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 be a part of it, but um, I'm really happy that we can uh provide that space, and I'm really happy that we can um now bring this this whole uh, Red Stars report stuff into a podcast, uh, the podcast arena, and and we'll we'll kind of see kind of see where it goes from here, Grant. When I uh, <laughs> I don't know, first episode, kind of uh ramping down. Yeah. Uh, we've we've got through pretty much everything that we were going to talk about. We'll kind of see what happens uh with free agency, whether that happens before this podcast is out, after the podcasts out, we'll, you know, we'll find out. But um you'll be able to find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you find podcasts. Uh if you want to listen to us ramble while looking at our faces, you can watch the podcast on uh the Red Stars Report YouTube page. You can follow us on all our social media platforms at Red Stars Report. We make it nice and easy. And you can also join our Discord server that I mentioned. Uh, mentioned our The link to that will be in the description below, and I'll put it at the end of the episode as well so so everyone can kind of see that. But uh, anything else you want to say, Grant, before we head out?
1: Welcome to the podcasting community,
0: Thank you. first of all. <laughs> Thank you. You were the first person that invited me onto a podcast, and and uh did you do yeah. more than that or is
1: was uh, it just no. mine
0: it's just yours. no, no one, I mean other people have invited me but I never really done anymore um, well
1: you were don't lie you were on Brian and me
0: I did do uh recap segments for for Brian and me um but I never got to interact with them uh on their podcast in a recording I just well you're never gonna be able to and,
1: because apparently they're done so oh
0: well that's uh that's we'll bring them on We'll bring yeah. them on to to Red Stars Report and 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 we'll uh we'll have a chat with them. All right. Well, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the uh, first episode of Red Stars Report. We'll be back, you know, t- uh, sometime soon to to do another episode. Um, but like I said, you can just you know find us anywhere re- at Red Stars Report, Red Stars Report Discord, YouTube, anything. Um, but until then, I hope you guys enjoy the rest of the off season and and we'll we'll talk later. We'll talk in the Discord. Um, I'll see you guys later.
1: See ya.